As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Spotify Premium. It's the live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Kind of like Twitter, but, you know, you're kind of doing like a watch party type of thing where it's not on Twitter and you have to worry about trolls and whatnot. So all, to, get this, to get this awesome app, all you do is download Spotify Greenroom. It's free on the iOS App Store or Google Play Store. Create your profile, link your Twitter, and join a group. And come in with your spiciest takes. All right, guys, welcome to our Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Wad Harris, your host. Brought to you by Arm, uh, not the Armchair Media, the Sports Drink. Damn, I'm a creature of habit. I always say Armchair Media. And also Yingling Beer, beer because Yingling Beer is in Houston now. And it's a good day. How I miss sitting back and getting a nice Yingling buzz. So, college football happened over the weekend. Actually, it happened Thursday. We started off with some games. Well, I know it happened the week before, too, but... Yeah, that really doesn't count. I mean, I'm sorry, no offense to Nebraska, but yeah, no, no, no. No, we're cool. Yeah, that, that, that was just a whole, you know, whatever. But we started off, let's see. Thursday, we had Ohio State-Minnesota. That game surprisingly went over. I mean, that was a high-scoring game. I mean... Minnesota gave it all they could, but they succumbed to Ohio State. Once C.J. Stroud figured out that he just had to get the ball to his, you know, those playmakers, just throw it in their direction, and they'll do the rest. And that's you know that's pretty much what happened. And that's pretty much going to be what we're going to see the rest of the uh, probably the rest of the season for Ohio State. Arizona State won their game. Let's see, Herm Edwards just he's got them ranked. I'm surprised. You know, in terms of the ACC, we'll get to that here in a minute, but some other games from Saturday. I'm just scrolling for these here. Ah, yes. We have Virginia Tech being North Carolina. And I said I did. I liked Virginia Tech winning this game because I sensed some coastal chaos. We needed that early in the year. Duke lost to Charlotte, and I had Duke winning that game. And my gut kind of told me Charlotte was going to win it down and just but I took Duke. I don't know why. Glad, glad I'm glad I'm bet. Uh, Wake Forest beat Old Dominion pretty good. Michigan State beat Northwestern. Then we've got the Saturday. Bama, you know, they beat the crap out of Alabama. If I'm the Texans, I try to deal Deshaun Watson as quick as I can because Bama's offense took off against Miami. I mean, they're Miami. They're, I mean, they're always going to be Miami, but... They're just not the Miami that we used to know. I mean, you know, they're just Miami now. 
they're not you know they're not the they're not the Canes, the U. I mean, they're just Miami now. And you can't really tell me differently. I mean, because it's like, it's almost every year we deal with this. Where it's like, yeah, Miami's back. And then, of course, what do we get? Nothing. Excuse me, I'm swigging my beer. Then we saw Georgia play Clemson, and that was a very low-scoring game, and... Well, I think Clemson is going to be fine in terms of the ACC, but this was a game Georgia needed to win. They proved that they can, you know, this, they, they had to set tone for the for the, for the rest of their season because they got to make the playoffs. Texas A&M won their game. Penn State beat Wisconsin, and you know, you know, um, Penn State started off really slow and they took off in, in the second half. Um, Wisconsin has a really good defense. It's just their offense is horrible. I mean, we always hear about Graham Mertz and about how he had that awesome game against Illinois. And then, but people forget that that Wisconsin team wasn't really that good. You know, they didn't win that many games last year for, for as many games as they played. And it's more the same pretty much. So... UCLA, LSU lost to UCLA, and there was a big sound clip about how um, Ed Orgeron was walking into the tunnel in the stadium. They were going to beat him. And he told the UCLA fan to come in with a sissy blue. And, uh, yo, come in, come in with your sissy blue. And, well, LSU got beat 38-27. I remember what, before their national championship at least the, the, right before the national championship season began, there were some radio hosts on Houston here talking about how they couldn't wait to get rid of Ed Orgeron. Then Joe Burrow falls into his lap. He wins a national title. Everybody loves Coach O all of a sudden. But now they want Coach O gone now. So, But, you know, he gave them what they wanted. He brought him a national title. So, I mean, he, you know, the guy's always a fi- been a fixture in college sport, you know, college football. And so, yeah, it is nice to see him, you know, at least he won a national title, you know. You know, you know Heisman won or two. Indiana had their Cinderella season last year, and, well, they went to Iowa and got the, got the well, Mr. Penix from Indiana himself went limp, and, in the, and, of course, Iowa smashed the shit out of them 34-6. Let's scroll through some more here. Ah, yeah, West Virginia lost to Maryland, so they're 0 1 in ACC play. Although Maryland's not in the ACC, but you know how you know, that goes. We'll get the pit here in a minute. But let's scroll down. Is there any other interesting games of, of, of note? Uh, let's see. Mm. TCU Hammer Duke came 45 3. Well, you know, at least Duquesne went to, uh, you know. Yeah. Somebody mentioned now on Twitter, on Twitter why, did Duquesne, why did Duquesne stay home and play Pitt? And I can't tell you that much. BYU beat Arizona 24-16. Wow, yeah. Arizona's just not, you know. 
But, you know, of course, Sunday night we had Notre Dame and Florida State. That was a really good game. And, um, yeah, it was a really good game. And it sucks that um, Norvell froze his own kicker and Notre Dame ended up winning. At one point, they were playing for the hash mark. So, yep. Ole Miss knocked off Louisville. I thought maybe Louisville found their like their Lamar Jackson type Bridgewater type player Malik Cunningham, but I don't know what to say about Louisville right now. They're just not right, you know, not really that good. But let's look around. Let's take a look around the ACC for that week. And of course, when I go to refresh, my screen freezes. Oh, here, oh, it is. NC State knocked off South Florida, forty-five nothing. Some interesting news regarding South Florida. We'll get that. We'll get to that here in a minute. We know Virginia Tech knocked off North Carolina. The Sam Howell hype train is officially gone. Mac Brown looks like he's older. Well, he is older, but he just looks like he's too old for this shit. Uh, Duke loses to Charlotte, so Duke's a hot mess. Wake Forest beats Old Dominion. Bama beats Miami. Georgia beats Clemson. Boston College knocks off Colgate, 51-0. Phil Jerkovic had over 3 yards passing, 3 TDs, and he had 61 rushing yards. Oh, the jerk man himself doing it. Syracuse actually won a game. They beat um, Ohio, 29-9. Frank Solich is no longer there, so go figure. Uh, Georgia Tech lost to Northern Illinois, 22-21. Oof, poor Georgia Tech. Uh, Virginia hammers William Mary 43-0. And, of course, we had Florida State losing to Notre Dame 41-38. And Louisville getting hammered by Lane Kiffin Ole Miss. All in all, pretty good. Well, for the ACC, not really great weekend because their top programs, they fizzled. So there was some recent news that there's some comments from um, Iowa State's AD that hinted that adding four, four teams may just be the start of the Big 12's expansion, but they may go to 16 teams. So the obvious choices are Memphis, South Florida, Southern, Meso- Southern Methodist, SMU, And uh, I think that's it. Wait a second. Memphis, Memphis you, uh, South Florida, SMU, and Colorado State. And to be honest with you, that's really not a bad conference if you think about it. Because I don't think the Big 12 is going to... Um, I don't think the Big 12 is going to fold. and I don't think it's going to lose its P5 status. Because I think it's, it's vital to the current landscape of college football. I think they're trying to avoid a whole power, a power, you know, mega conference being formed because it may just happen. And not, not to mention, plenty of conferences are going to lose some teams and lose some money out of it. But this is a good, you know, good crop of, you know, th- you know, especially especially South Florida. I mean, like I said on Twitter, you know, you could have what's twenty, let's see, it's twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. You could have South Florida, and West Virginia play. At Raymond James Stadium, it's the you know it's the 15th anniversary of the 2007 game 
where South Florida beat West Virginia with Pat White and Steve Slayton. I mean, you get Ben Moffat there. You get Matt Grothy on the sidelines. You have the interviews. You have Jim Levitt doing the coin toss. All kind of stuff. I mean, you can bring him hell. You can bring him Pat White and Steve Slayton because they're not really doing much of anything these days, are they? Probably not. Bring them too. You can, you can celebrate this whole thing. I mean, it's a shame they just, it's a shame they can't throw a new con into this. You know, you can have the old, almost the old uh, Big East almost. I mean, I thought the, I thought the Big East should have done this a long time ago when, you know, when A&M was, you know, merged with the Big 12, you know, whatever schools are there and, you know, form a super, super basketball, super football conference. This was before I was podcasting, of course. But still, this is pretty good. I like it. I mean, personally. Now let's get to um, some other stuff. Uh, let's go to Pitt. I mean, uh, Pitt knocked off UMass at home, and they, you know, UMass for the most part is a a really shitty football team, and you know, I remember one time they were a really good one double A program. And there was, there was a, um, I just remember back in the old message board days when the Big East was ready in 2003, there was talk about adding UMass for football, you know, for Big East, have them move up to 1A and be a Big East member. I'm so glad we're no longer in the Big East. God almighty. Because, yep, there was talk of adding them. Because you know, supposedly they had they had brought they had to bring in the Boston market, although there's no God, you know, you know, there's not much of a recruiting base up there, if anything at all. God, I'm so glad we got out of that conference. Ugh, that was just a, woo, that was a mess. I think I mean our options weren't that good at that time. I mean we had, well, Central Florida was an option. We talked about adding them. I remember in 2003. Um, who else did we talk about adding? What were some other options? Um, there's two thousand. You know, we had, we we, had, we obviously added South Florida, and we added um, Louisville was an obvious choice, and so was Cincinnati. And of course, we had to add like we had to add like we had to, you know we had to add Mark Ken Dupaul because you know the basketball. Otherwise, the basketball programs were going to feel left out, which they did. But Central Florida was an option, and so was um, Memphis at the time. And I think at one point Memphis wanted to pay us to add them, or they, or no, they hired they, they hired Matt, they hired Mike, Mike Trangizi as a consultant to figure out who they can get in their conference, or no, yeah, how to, how to get in the Big East, basically. Yeah, they spent all the money to hire Mike Trangizi to get the you know the, basically the you know the, the you know make him a reference. Well. Good for Memphis. They're going to probably get, they're getting to a P a P five. Good for them. It worked out. I mean, you're just in the Big Twelve. But let's get back to Pitt. Kenny Pickett had himself a day: twenty-seven, thirty-seven, two seventy-two, two TDs, no picks, and he's just he spread the ball out. I mean, Lucas. I mean, not so much him, but I mean, all the all the players did. I mean, as a as a whole unit. You know, Nick Patty was five of five for fifty-eight yards. Uh, 
Davis Bevel, two, two or three, 45 yards. See that one really nice throw. Kenny also added six carries for 39 yards, so he had over 300 yards of total offense. So, but you know, as a as as a total unit, uh, the quarterbacks were 34, 45 for 375 and two TDs, no picks. Uh, the receivers, I mean, of course, they have they, they combined for 35 catches. League receiver was Jared Wayne. He had six catches, 55 yards. Lucas Kroll had five catches for 58 yards. And I think, you know, I saw some things with him that I did. I remember seeing with um, Penn State's Trix McSorley and, Ma- and uh, Makaseki, where, you know, uh, or came, you know where, where Trace used to do the little rollout and throw it to Gasecki. I saw that with uh, Pickett and uh, Lucas Kroll, and I'm, I'm liking that. I'm, I'm liking we can do that. Jalen Barr, one catch, 47 yards. Jalen Bradley, two catches, 45. Jordan Aston, five catches, 40 yards. Taysom Mack, three catches, 34. I mean, I can go on and on and on, guys. But pretty much everybody got everybody got their fair share in this game. Running backs ran for 40, you know, 41 carries, 223 yards. Ronnie Hammond Jr. was the, had, it was the leading rusher. He carries 45, but that was pretty much in garbage time. Uh, Izzy had seven carries, 30 yards on a touchdown. A.G. Davis, two catches, 21 yards. Shockey Jockey did some end arounds. He had four, so he had four for 31. Vincent Davis, six for 32. So Pitt's got some depth in the running back position. Uh, we just need somebody, you know, that can take the bull by the horns. And I'm not sure, you know, how that's going to be. I mean, I watched Kenny play, and they, the offensive line, I gave him, gave him a lot of credit. They gave him a lot of time, and he made his reads, and he he found guys open. And I did see some things where – and I watched the Tennessee Bowling Green game, and I could see there's some things where Pitt can really burn Tennessee's defense on. But I'm just wondering how our offensive line is you know, going to fare against Tennessee because Tennessee overall has better athletes than us. You know, on paper they do. Are they any good face to face? You know, we're not going to know until Saturday. But you know, their quarterback, their quarterback, Joe Milton. You know, he's very mobile, um, dual threat, but he can't really. I looked at him; he doesn't. See, he can't really read coverages. If Pitt's going man the man against him, I think he'll do. I think he'll fare fine. But if Pitt can throw him, you know, if Pitt can throw in some zone against him and force him to read to re- make reads. I mean, I, I saw a bunch of plays where he had a hard time seeing guys down the middle of the field. He he basically likes he's basically loves to throw to the sidelines. So if Pitt can force him, force him to throw in the middle. I think they have a good chance of pretty much stunning this Tennessee offense. But we'll see what happens. I mean, offense, I mean, one thing Pitt's, Pitt has to do is they have to protect Kenny Pickett. We don't need him limping in the th- by, the, by the third quarter because he's, he's taking so many hits. We don't. So hopefully we got something going on the, on, you know, on the offensive side of it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I saw a bunch of things. In terms of the running game, where they're going to try to mix in a few things, 
to make this work because they got they got to move the ball more than just throw it than just throwing it. They got to they, they got to run too. They got, I mean, if I, if it means getting receivers involved, you know, let's do it. And one thing I did notice on offense, especially the execution as well. I mean, plays were executed pretty well. I mean, the blocks where they needed to be. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more for this from this game. But is the ACC ripe for pits picking? No, it's not. It's not at all. Uh, it's a long season yet, and we'll you know we'll know when we know. But I mean, sure, anything can happen. And not to mention we're in the Coastal, which is one of the most toughest, most dysfunctional conference, most divisions of any conference. Where by by when it's all said and done, we may have three or four teams tied for first place in our division. That are like, and they may be, they may have the same record. Yeah, that's what happens. So overall, I mean, great win, but it's it's UMass. There's, you know, overall, I mean, there wasn't, you know, not that much to complain about. It just they're going to Tennessee at Rocky Top, and if they can somehow get a win here, then that'll be huge for them the rest of the way. And I'll tell you what else is what else is good and fun is Spotify Green Room. It's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. Talk to other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And of course, you can share experiences on the app. I mean, you can start enjoying ongoing conversations. You can watch games together. React a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, it's almost like basically like Twitter, but it's kind of like your private Twitter in a way because you're not dealing with a whole bunch of bullshit from you know from from Joe Schmo who has 45 followers and a dog 80. You know, it's uh, I mean you know go to the spot from our green room, download for free or you know Google Play Store, link your Twitter, join a group, go check out you guys and come in with your spiciest takes. All right. Now we we finished up the weekend of college football and breakdown ACC. We did the pit thing. Um, the, I mean, the hottest thing around local news is obviously the Steelers. Um, TJ Watt's still on a whole contract thing. He wants an extension, and you know he wants more guaranteed money. The thing about the thing about this whole thing and why it all stinks is because. It's the whole CBA, and basically, excuse me, I'm drinking my beer. Um, players are pretty much they're in a rock and a hard place because every time a CBA comes up, the players' union folds to the owners, and the owners just have a lot more leeway. I don't. I mean, if TJ is going to hold out, I don't blame him because you got you got to get paid some way. He's got a year left on his deal. I'm sure he can. You know, I'm not sure how it goes, but basically, he's going to do what he can to secure his money or secure the bag. Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he. 
I don't blame the Steelers for not giving him the money, but I also don't blame. I, don't, I also don't, don't blame Le'Veon for not showing up and not playing that one season. Either he was franchised twice, and he got tired of it because he wanted more guarantee. He wanted to deal with more guaranteed money. Steelers want to budge on the guaranteed money, and he was like, "Well, I'm not playing." So, Steelers are. I mean, the thing about Le'Veon Bell is the season. The season before his, you know, he had it. You know, his thrill for the Steelers. He played, I think, his first full season. The other seasons, he was either he didn't play a full season because he was either hurt or he couldn't pass a drug test. And you know that's. And, you know, if you're going for an extension and you can't, um, you know, you can't stay healthy, you can't piss clean, they're not going to give you any more money. They're just going to, you know. I mean, I think the Steelers' plan was to franchise him and probably just do away with him. I mean, he sent out that year. He went to the Jets. He got his 30-something million guaranteed. And he did next to nothing at, at the Jets. And now he's, he's with Baltimore now, and I think he's on the practice squad now. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna try him out, you know. But now he's he pretty much pissed away a potential Hall of Fame career. I mean, because he, you know, he was you know doing a lot of things for the Steelers, and I don't. I mean, like I said, I don't blame him for holding out and wanting more money. But I also don't blame the Steelers for not giving him what he wanted. And I'm Steelers, you know, TJ. It's the same thing as well. Steelers are always stingy on paying people. It's all it's how they've always been. But anyways, guys, um, is there anything else going on? Oh yeah, we had Labor Labor Day weekend. Obviously, I hope you guys had a great one. Me, I had my kids Friday night and Saturday night. You know, we hung out. You know, I cooked, I cooked on the grill, and I really don't do. I really didn't cook out. I, I haven't really cooked out a whole lot much because. I live alone for the most part now, and I really have no, no, no need to really cook on the grill, but I did anyway for nostalgia purposes. And, you know, and actually it was fun, therapeutic, because I got to go be outside and, you know, you know, there's nothing more fun than burning, you know, and then just throwing meat on the grill and letting it burn. Well, you know, not like, you know, like whatever. But, you know, I made a whole bunch of stuff because I, I went to the grocery store, and they always have, they always have meat that's marked down because like, it's about to expire. And I just grabbed the whole bunch of it. I grabbed some fajita, you know, some beef fajita, and I grabbed some, you know, some some beef sausage and pork and beef sausage, some Italian sausage. I've got some, you know, some little chicken breasts wrapped in bacon. I, I you know, barbecue seasons I cooked. I really, cook, I don't try to cook a lot of chicken because my kids eat a lot of it at their mother's house, so I try not to do too much over there. I think next time, I think next one, I think when I get paid next, I think I'm going to go, I am actually going to throw some, probably make some ribs. That's going to be my goal next time. But all in all, it wasn't too bad of a Labor Day weekend. I hope you guys have had an awesome one too. School's back in. The weather in Houston's going down so I can go walk around. So, but let's hope things work out for the Steelers and people are less stressed about that because God forbid if TJ doesn't play, we're, you know, we're obviously fucked. Who knows? I don't, you know, either way, I'm still going to watch. I don't care. Anyways, how to pitch you guys. 
I'm sure Wednesday, Tuesday, I'm sure I upload this on hump day. So enjoy the rest of your week. I'll be back later this week to talk about more. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.